You're listening to RC Heli Nation. Hey everybody, RC Hilly Nation version 2.0. This is episode 174. I'm back. My name's Dan, by the way. If you forgot. Did you guys forget? Almost. Almost. I Almost. thought it was uh, Big Country Lovin'. Big Country Lovin' <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, Jesse's not here tonight. He's studying for a test of some sort. And uh, But I do have with us tonight uh, a special, two special guests, right? We got the Wonder Twins with us tonight, Nick and Justin. Special Ed. No, the no, Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins, huh? man. Wow. Do you want to hear Do your guys' new slogan? I just thought of it today. Uh, yes. Uh-oh. You, you know the whole Wonder Twins thing, right? Wonder Twin no. powers unite, form of Goblin Fanboys. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm. You know what? I came out of the closet and... Uh, I'm okay with it. Hey, Dan, now I know you've been away for a bit, but you did uh, listen to that episode about not putting all your eggs in one basket, right? I did. I did. Well, I'm going to tell you one. The only basket left is SAB, so you better <laughs> you better jump on board, my friend. I tell you what, if I see one more picture of a goblin on Facebook, I'm going on a tri-state killing spree. Yeah. <laughs> It's everywhere you look. Have you ever heard of you ever heard of the concept of overexposure? Yeah, but it's you know it's it's, it's, it's no it's different than it was. It it's just it's no different it's than a line sick was because you've got every heli you own is obsolete, and every heli you see on Facebook isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little crunchy tonight. A crunchy? Uh oh. Yeah. And Justin just wound me up a little bit more. Dance, dance, <laughs> crunchy. Uh oh. I just, uh, I, I just, I can't take it. I can't take the overexposure, the goblin stuff. I just, I'm so sick and tired of seeing pictures of goblins everywhere I look. Seriously, you have to embrace them, Dan. I tried. What, what pictures would you prefer to see? I really, you know what? A walkera. I want to see a walk. I want to see an air hog. Do those exist anymore? The walkeras. I saw a video of a walkera today. Just yeah? about 20 minutes ago, in fact. Wow. Don't know how old it was. <laughs> could be. Was it could crashing? Be, could, no, it was flying in an office. Oh. Yeah. In in the Wakara headquarters. Like, <laughs> so, I don't hmm. know. It was propaganda. <laughs> it was Wakara propaganda. <laughs> so how you been, man? <laughs> I've been... Yeah, dude, you've been gone for a while. Yeah, two weeks. It was nice. Needed it. I've been busy. Busy. I got some flying in. Hey, not just yeah. of those that shall be. I, dude, I heard Nick bragging about his, what was it, 46? Off your uh, PPP? 
Yeah, uh, 45? Yeah, 45. 45 yeah. yeah, I'm at like 50 now. 50? Really? No. <laughs> Justin bought that real fast. I well, actually, today... I was going to say, dude, you could probably just program your multi-rotor to do the whole freaking <laughs> proficiency but program how are you without know even touching right the side transmitter. Or left side? How are you going to know? <laughs> I could just tell you that it's, it's this is a left side Piro, right? And you just have to accept that. Yep. So today I was working on it and um, feel pretty good about level one, except for, of course, the last one, you know? The, what was? Uh, yeah. The one what? that everyone bitches about. Constant the heading? Constant, constant heading circles. Those aren't, just wait till you get to the center heading. Well, you, I... Dude, I I'm good on the right side. The left side, I can't I can't do it yet. I mean, nice and pretty, where you guys would check me off. That's okay. Jesse couldn't nose right hover nice and pretty, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I was mistaken. It wasn't the, the that last one on level one. It's which one is it? That's the one I thought everyone was trusting. The center on. heading circles, center or heading I circles. think they're called flying circles. The way I used yeah. or made the description, but. Yeah, those are the ones that everyone flips out about. I, I, I'm i pretty confident that I could get through with one checked completely by the end of the week or end of this weekend. Attaboy. Are you going to have someone to mark them off? I don't have anybody around here to mark them off. Nah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go up to Jack or something. Ed's not flying anymore. I don't Ed. think he's flying planks anymore. Really? Yeah. I don't know mm. what he's doing. See, I sort of wonder, like, for people in your situation, whether it's reasonable to put them on the honor system. I'm not it's comfortable kind of, with that, though. No? I want someone to verify it. You know, I want... Sure, but if you're one of those people that are your biggest critic, you know? Right. But... Maybe it's not that big of a deal. To me, it does. it doesn't really matter. Well, I guess it matters, but if I know I can do it, then I know I can do it when the time comes that I need someone mm-hmm. to stand there and go, yeah. all right, let's see it. Yeah, true. It's weird, so how, it's weird how when you think, you're like, oh, I can do that one, I can do that one, and then oh, you yeah. go when and you actually look at do it? them, and you're like, holy well, crap. Wow. Thinking back to uh, when the list, when I first saw the list, back when you guys were really working on it, you know, like way back in the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it going, what? This is like day one stuff, right? This this first level. It's like, what? And even into the second level. But it's not. You forget how to do that. I have realized something. I don't think I've ever, ever attempted an auto from the left side. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Because I went into full panic mode. <laughs> I swear to God, I because mean, I always auto in from my right shoulder. Yeah, and I went to say, well, all right, because you know I, I don't, I can do pretty controlled autos. I can't do the fancy ones like you guys do, but I'm like, all right, so there's a few. Feel pretty good about it. Let's do some off the left, <laughs> and uh, so I went up. I like to go pretty high, a couple hundred, you know, 150 feet, 100 feet, somewhere in there. Hit the switch. And I just went into panic mode. I'm like, this feels so, it feels so awkward because I have obviously never done this before in this orientation. It's very unsettling the first go around. Yeah. Did it's you almost land like one starting though? over completely. So 
I uh, tried it once or twice and it just, I just wasn't feeling it because, you know, I hadn't been flying a lot, but uh, today was, oh my God, I don't know what is going on, but if you guys remember last year, we got like 48 inches of snow in February. Oh yeah, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, it was like crazy bad winter. It's been, it was like 50 degrees today and sunny. Hey, nice, embrace it, dude. man. You just got to embrace it. I don't understand what's going on. I don't get it. Are you nervous about it or something? I am nervous. I'm f- I think we're this all winter's been mild all around, though, you hasn't it? I mean, even for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, winter's going to hit us again. I'm sure of it. There's no question. But, uh, you know, one thing that I kind of wish that I would have gotten to in the last two weeks, but I just didn't have the time, was the new icon update. Have not gotten to it yet. You guys heard anything good or bad about it? I'm still hearing good. Really? That's mm-hmm. good news. I might yep. try to get to it tomorrow, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to. So, yeah, you know, we've just been uh, considering a new helicopter. Think. Thinking think? about it. Do you have uh, you have your eyes on something? I don't know. Maybe a JR? Ooh, maybe? a Forza. Yes. I Come might, speed with me, Dan. <laughs> I might get... <laughs> that was really... You got, <laughs> you got your gay up a little high, Justin. Keep, Sorry, keep I'll that turn down. it back down. <laughs> it doesn't matter, because whatever helicopter I pick is going to go out of business. Apparently. Dan, are you bitter about that? Well, then I in feel that like case, some, don't pick a goblin. I, I feel like yeah. there's... Some... You know, I go away and everything changes. It's like I go away for two weeks. Elise goes, right? Goes bye-bye. Bobby leaves Gowie, you know. Uh, what's going on with the world, man? Everything's different. You know, I don't know. I, I am a little bitter about the whole Elise thing. I'm not going to lie. I think that's fair. I, don't, I mean, I want to know. I want to know how Charlie got screwed is what I want to know. <laughs> that's what I want to know. Have you guys heard anything other than that? It just—I don't know. It doesn't feel like it was amicable. Yeah, I don't know. It was really soon after the release of the yeah. evolution. I, but then again, they were the other side of it is investors, and yeah. But you, you're going to give a product what two and a half months to gain a foothold? Well, unless they didn't sell any. They're, but you uh, can still buy them and get parts just under a different brand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, so technically, the Evo, the your, your heli not the, is not obsolete. Yes. But not for the, the what, are, what are they calling it? The uh, Legacy is what they're calling the one I have. They're making mm. parts for that as well? Yeah, that one I don't know. So I don't know, I guess. I'll have to go buy a goddamn Goblin. It's the only helicopter out there apparently that is being supported. That's not true. You should have listened to the other episodes. We did a huge list. There's a lot of them. Although, I still wouldn't fault you for buying a, a goblin, but... Wow, you really have turned, man. You're, I just... I'm letting go. It's like, just, screw it. I'm not hiding it anymore. It's just like... go. It's like, <laughs> screw all you guys. I don't care. Yeah. It's like goblin is your 50 shades of gray, and you're going to be dominated by it. You know? Hey... It is what it is, man. Wow, I like what you did there, Dan. Well played. <laughs> you know, I don't know, guys. I uh, I just, seriously, it's overload for me with the whole goblin thing. Every every picture on Facebook is a goblin. 
You know, maybe I'll go back to a line. Do it. Get a Mostro. Yeah. Go Compass. Yeah. Ed gave me an offer on his. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I think he offered it both to me and Jesse, actually. I mean, geez, they've been, you know, like we were talking about, they've they've been around Mikado. You can still buy parts for all those. There, There's actually a lot more companies than we really give credit to that are still producing the same helis. Yeah, but nothing's... Nothing blows your skirt up? No, nothing's exciting. Unless it's got props. I saw your picture. What picture did you see? <laughs> your picture sent me with all the KDE motors. Yeah, dude, isn't oh, that impressive? dude. That's the first, you know, I'm a little worried because that's the first time I've heard you call anything that flies sexy and it wasn't a helicopter. <laughs> what was sexy about that picture was was not anything other than the stacks upon stacks of ESCs and motors. Yeah, that's fair. It was crazy, man. You you did put a little bit of food on Patrick and Leslie's table for that one. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. It, uh, you know, when that stuff rolls in, it's it's weird to see those components that I've been dealing with in numbers of one and two off to, you know, shelves full of them. Nothing better than spending other people's money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it turns out I'm pretty good at it. Spending other people's money. Now, I don't know as far as helicopters, guys. I I don't know. I, I I looked today, well, tonight after I got home, I looked pretty seriously at that JR helicopter. And I don't know, just it doesn't float my boat either. It kind of looks like a goblin to me. So a gablin. Gablin. So nothing nothing's really striking my fancy. Maybe maybe it's just back to nitro and synergy, man. You know? Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Jesse loves the N seven. Yeah. And that's you know, that's a good there's a brand right there that made it on the list. You know that's gonna be around. Matt and Amy aren't going anywhere. That's yeah, I was kinda a- I was kinda I was kinda pissed you guys picked that topic when I was gone. You wanted to get in on it, huh? Well, I could have if I wanted to, I guess. So I can't be, can't hold it against you too much. But that's a great topic. You know what? Now that I kind of think about it, I actually feel like Synergy would make sense. They're clean, simple, traditional style, but yet reliable. I mean, you can put a ton of flights on them. You got your 600 Nitro, your 700 Electrics. Do it. Let me know. I, I got to tell you, I'm a little concerned about my electric fleet at this point in the game. As far as replacing parts and stuff. So I don't know. I think, I think honestly, if I do replace one, it's probably going to have to be the electrics because that's what I fly more than anything these days. Yeah. It's just too easy. It's too convenient. You know, it's hard. To, you got to pack all that nitro around. I don't want to leave it at work. Charge and go, baby. That's what I did today. I utilized the beautiful day. It was nice today. Man, was it nice. So. Looked great from inside my shop at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that about wraps up. Uh, it's nice to be back. It was nice to be away. Not going to lie. 
That's all right. Nothing wrong with admitting that. It was it was weird. It was very weird because Friday rolls around and and I'm, you know, we started our starting time and I'm sitting there going, hmm, what do I do? I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and then Sunday was just as bad. And especially that first Sunday, <laughs> I've all like texted Nick. So how's it? How's it going? Everything, uh, everything all right? <laughs> Stayed up until the show was released, just in case. <laughs> That's in, in case you had to jump on and and help, and help or with the edit. Question or yeah, we stumbled a little. We got it all figured. No, out. it turned out great. Sounding great. Good job. Thank you. Now I'll just start taking more time off. Hey, you, dude, you, see you there? Got, everyone's got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I think we all need a little bit of little bit of me time. I get that every night at about twelve twelve thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's I could have gone without hearing that. Well, that wraps it up for me, guys. It was uh, like I said, nice to go, nice to be back. Uh, thanks. Before I forget, thank you to uh, all you guys that sent emails inquiring. Are you okay? <laughs> you know, I'm like no. I'm all right, just taking some time away. That's all. I even got a couple of those emails saying, dude, is Dan really okay? (laughs) Yeah, I was fine. I just uh, took some time away. That's all. But thank you for the concern. It was nice. So here we are. We're back. And uh, now it's time for you guys to tell me what you did this week. Legendary Burt Kammerer. BK Servo is proud to present to you its new line of cordless micro cyclic and mini tail servos. When you don't want to compromise on performance, but are looking for an affordable, high voltage servo to keep your 360 class heli locked in no matter what you throw at it, look no further than the BK DS3001 HV cyclic servos. Designed specifically to handle the rigors of today's 360 to 380 millimeter models, the BK DS3001 HV High Torque Cyclic Micro Servos will keep you connected. And for amazing tail performance, look no further than the BK DS5005 HV Mini High Speed Tail Servo, which will hold through the worst that you can throw at it. BK Servo. Coming to a 360-class heli near you. I got some flying in. You did? Nice. It was my day off today, and like you, the day was beautiful. In fact, at one point during the early afternoon, I think it was in the 60s. Not 60, but like in the 60s. I took my sweatshirt off. The sun was out. little breezy, but that's pretty typical around here. Got out to the field. Had a couple of buddies there to hang out with and, and you know, chat about stuff with. And I got good flying in. I, I did not bring the chase 
because I wanted to focus on the bigger helis and because it's sort of still in pieces after last week's whole issue with the drivetrain. Although I did get the parts that I had ordered. I just haven't finished fixing it. Uh, I, I flew the 770 the most and spent a lot of time getting it tuned up for the pilot proficiency stuff. And while I didn't bother getting checked off on anything, I did spend several flights just working on level one and level two over and over again. And I feel confident that I could go out right now and get checked off for all of level one and uh, and be have no problem whatsoever. So hopefully next time I go out, if there's someone there, I will be a level one certified pilot. Now, Nick, you haven't actually completed level one, have you? Uh, did you get yeah. did you get it fully oh, checked no. off? I did a level one all in the first flight. Oh, that's right. Okay. I, I wasn't even here and I knew that. Yeah, it was level well, two. Well, for some reason I thought, okay, yeah, it was level two. Right. Yeah. I remember when we talked about it initially, you didn't get everything checked off, but it must have been two. Yeah, it was two. Along those lines though. Level one, right? A lot of people been talking about when you guys going to come out with drawings or pictures or videos. I mentioned last week our buddy Josh Moen in Denver was going to work on some videos. And he just sent me a link a couple of days ago of a quick and dirty video that he put together for most of the maneuvers in level one. And I got to say, dude, he did a really good job. We're going to see if uh, we can get it posted or I don't know if he wants to do it over with all the maneuvers or if he's okay with just doing this one. But I think he did 1.1 through 1.5 and it was at like in 15 mile an hour winds, low head speed. I mean, he was controlling it like a champ. Did you uh, you take a look at that, Nick, when I sent you the link? I did. And I think it's, you know, you could see him moving around a little bit. But uh, I would call it by watching it no different exactly how Jesse and I did it. So it's, I mean, if that's standards for him, that's right on the same for standards for us. I felt that it was controlled the entire time and, and it was, I mean, good to go. Yeah. See, I think that'll be important for other people to see. So they get a feel for, I mean, it was helpful for me personally just to see, well, okay, He's doing pretty darn good, and you can see the heli moving a little bit, but he's clearly in control the entire time. After I got through my 770 work, though, I moved on to the speed helis. And now, here's the deal, right? It's Friday the 13th, as we're recording this. And I'm not a superstitious person, but it makes me nervous when I go flying on these sorts of stupid days. And it's always in the back of my head. Now... Luckily, everything came back in one piece uh, with no issues. However, that was not before some interesting observations. First flight on the TDR, I go out and I'm, I'm doing my flying, no problem. About the third or fourth pass, I hear the pitch of the heli change. And when I say pitch, I don't mean angle, I mean the sound, right? The Just audibly, the heli started sounding differently. Didn't know what it was, brought it down, 
checked it out, couldn't figure anything out initially. And then I went to go and pull the canopy off. And I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the TDR uses kind of like a line does on the old school lines. It has the little clips um, Mm -hmm. that go through an aluminum canopy mounting post, sort of like uh, transverse to the post to hold the canopy on on both sides. Well, I go to pull those off and one of them, when I pull it, the little canopy post spins. So the canopy post was loose. And what I think ended up happening was, uh, for whatever reason, it loosened itself in flight and the canopy itself was vibrating under the high-speed airflow during the speed run. And it vibrated so much that it kind of like ate the rubber grommet all to hell. Oh, wow. So now you kind of touch the rubber grommet and it falls out of the canopy. Oh, wow. And it also popped the little plastic top of the case on my GPS sensor off. And that was sitting (laughs) up front in the nose of the canopy. Holy vibration. That was a a little scary. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. But, of course, I went in and re-loctited it, tightened it up, made sure everything was looking good, transferred the GPS from the TDR to the Diablo. And now I'm, I'm getting the Diablo ready, and you guys haven't seen it yet, but I'll tell you, it is not a heli that gets put together quickly. It's sort of like a 10-minute affair. <laughs> getting the batteries in it, getting everything powered up and checked out, then mounting the canopy, then taping the canopy, then going out to the field. Ta- Wait a minute. Taping? Yes. They recommend that you put a small strip of, of tape along the seam of the canopy on either side. And the TDR speed uh the TDR speed fuselages have the same thing. They're they're all held in. They're retained with like uh EC five bullets with the little spring cage. Yeah. Which actually holds really nice. But to just give you that extra bit of security because you know how catastrophic it would be if a canopy came off in a speed run. No, wouldn't that be spectacular? Everyone tapes it. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of ghetto at first, too. But what I learned last year at the Speed Cup is that all the big guys did it. All of Team Minicopter did it on the Diablo speeds. Uh, Ollie and Richard and those guys on the TDR and Team Contronic did it. So... It's it's just a thing, and, you know, it doesn't kill you aerodynamically. You just put a nice, smooth piece of tape across it. Okay, so I just pushed the canopy on. Everything's powered. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go fly. I pushed the canopy on, and there's about a millimeter or two left between the front and the back of the fuselage, so I push it, and then I hear a fizz, and some smoke starts coming out. And I'm like, oh. Now, here's the deal. This is a helicopter where if it were to go up in flames on the ground, you step back and you get your iPhone out and you start videotaping (laughs) because you're not going to get the canopy off without burning the hell out of your face, head, and hands. You just watch it go up in flames. Uh, After about five seconds, I noticed there was no more smoke. Pull the canopy off. 
and I'm looking around. I've got now I got my buddies at the field. Everyone's looking around like, holy crap, man, did he just torch his his one in 50 speed heli? And it turns out that the balance leads on the rear battery got crunched in between the front battery and the edge of the carbon fiber battery tray. And so they shorted to the carbon fiber and kind of sparked and sparked a little bit, burnt themselves up, and then all was good. So that was incredibly comforting because I thought, yeah, I thought I was going to, I mean, I figured, okay, here we go, guys. It's a cosmic thing or, you know, I just blew up the batteries (laughs) or I don't know. All sorts of crap was going through my head, but it turned out to be something easy like that. So all I did was use some Kapton tape, you know, separate all the wires that had gotten uh, that had gotten torched and insulated them with some tape, checked my batteries just to make sure everything looked good. And, and it did. All the cells were even. No problem. And went out and flew. Now, you know, for being one of the fastest helicopters in the world, there's there's sure a whole lot of tape going on here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude, like, what, <laughs> little tape on this, little tape on that. It's good to go. Well, that that I would have used that tape on any of the helis. But you're right. Good point. Good point. <laughs> this time I bumped it up to together. about. 25, 2600 on the head, and holy crap. I could hear the dudes back in the pit hooting and hollering as it was flying by. And actually, on this one, I had, like I had said, I put the GPS 2 sensor on there. So, got back to the pits afterwards, uh, did about, I'd say, six or so runs, two and a half minute flight. And my. My fastest run had a peak of 237 kilometers per hour and an average of 223. And so in miles per hour, that's a peak of 147 miles an hour with an average of about 135. Is that your best? That's that's pretty darn good, man. That's pretty darn good. Is that like your best average or is it close or is it what's well, how's that compared? you know, the goblin speed with the eagle tree came in with similar averages, but I question the accuracy of that that sensor now that I know about this sensor that I'm using now, because the, the eagle tree is not a Doppler. This is I believe the data that this one is giving me. So I'm going to kind of sort of reset my standards from the goblin speed and just go off of the data that this guy's given me. So yeah. I was pleased. Nice. But Friday the 13th, man, brought <laughs> some weird stuff. They both came back in one piece. That's all that counts. So I didn't take a no fly. I didn't take a no buy either. I bought my last couple of bits and pieces of, you know, spare jetty receivers and a, a radio or a transmitter case. That's going to be coming in, I think, early next week. You're liking the Jetty? I mean, I know you switched out completely to it, but <laughs> like, is it really? I mean, is it like uh, better than porn or what's going on? Oh, dude. 
I love it. What is it you love about it? It's functionality or it's I feel love the feel of the, the radio. It feels heavy and substantial in my hands. It yeah. weighs two pounds or two. Yeah. Two and a half pounds. So it's very heavy compared to the 8FG, which I had gotten used to, right? The 8FG I was used to, but this thing is amazing. And because of that weight, it balances very well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nick, I think you it was either you or Jesse who had mentioned when you guys held it at OHB that it almost feels like it sits naturally. Yeah. Where you don't even have to have a transmitter strap. Yep. It is perfect. I completely agree. It was for looking like a a brick. Yes. It was creepishly comfortable the whole. And and see that's the thing. It does. It looks very boxy. It looks very edgy like it shouldn't feel comfortable in your hands, but man, they did put little hand and you know palm rests in there and they're smoothed and they're right in the exact correct position to make it comfortable. So I I do like the way it feels, Dan. The functionality is unlike anything I've ever seen. If you can think of it, you can do it. In fact, I I was I was telling uh, Dave Penny at the field today because he was asking me a similar question. It is almost infinitely customizable. You can go into the software in the radio because when you plug it into a computer on USB, it boots up just like it was an SD card, right? like a a storage device go into the file structure and you can go into the naming files and rename variables and different screen names and stuff like that so anything that you see on the screen you can customize if there's a sensor in there that's called you know like on mine it's called gps2 colon speed well, I could rename that to just speed or I could rename that to Dan sucks and it would show up there. Can you bold the voice is awesome. bold it? Yep. You can do whatever you want, dude. But it's, here's the question. Will it make a chocolate mold of your anus? It will not. Did you guys wow. see that shit on Facebook? Did you see that? No. That's like the, I didn't. Like the, this just got real awkward real yeah, fast. Um, was this a heli-related Facebook no, post? I don't know. It just showed up on my Facebook wall, man. It's a, it's a new Valentine's Day thing. It's what you give wow. your significant other. I think when you took some time off, you've been visiting some different pages. <laughs> Interesting. It's all part of that uh, big country loving. With, with topics now trending to chocolate <laughs> anuses. Wow, we just went there. We're we talking there. about chocolate anuses. Told you yeah. I'm feeling crunchy tonight. Anyway. Uh, okay. Back to your jetty. <laughs> no, that's 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 all. I mean, it's great. I love it. You guys should try it. It's amazing. It's the last thing I need is another radio. I've got yeah, a, you're kind of deep into the 14SG world, I am aren't a you? Deep into the 14SGs. <laughs> And then other than that, I just got some simming in. I'm up at 7 hours, 15 minutes. Whoa. Man, I'm so slack. Doing really well. Feeling good about it. Had a couple of, you know, I had a couple of days this week where it was sort of slow going and frustrating. You know, you have those days where you get on and you're trying your best to be productive. 
and it just didn't happen. So after 15 minutes, I said, forget it. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I didn't even count it towards my total count. Uh, and then tried the next night and, you know, eventually you get back up to speed. But, I, you know, I think I'm going to have those days over the entire year as long as I stick to it. It's not bad to kind of take a step back for a few days if, you know, you have a rough session, I think. My plan is to shove all my simming time into December. Yeah, you're going to get all... Now, how many hours did you commit to? I don't remember. I can't either. It was not a lot. Uh, I want to say 30-something or something. Yeah, I think it was 30. Well, I committed to 80, and I'm less than an hour away from being 10% towards my goal. Well, I'm at 10% towards my goal. I'm at three hours. Well, there you go. Good job. And I know how you like to overlook the actual goal and go with percentages of accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You're beating me, dude. <laughs> I, I guess. But Does it feel like you're beating him? No. It's that, well. Is that the new math? Is that like the soccer where they don't actually keep score for the kids? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> gets a ribbon for running around. He gets just a ribbon for participating. Do I get a ribbon just for participating, We'll, we'll give you a ribbon, Dan. <laughs> Speaking of which, haven't heard anything about the Scrotum Trophy. Yeah. What's up with yeah. that? That better I, be in your possession before Othello. Yeah. It, it it will be there before Othello, although with everything that's been going on lately, it has sort of fallen off the radar. You no, are no like excuses. already I, one picture behind coming up on almost right. two pictures behind. Almost you, what is the, uh, was it supposed to be one per month? One per, one month. per month at the field. Okay. Yeah. So you're, All right. Well, I'll make up for it. Now you're going to have to make a separate Facebook album just for scrotum trophy pictures. Yep. We'll, we'll come up with something. Yes, I did get all the quotes back, and then I never acted on it because it's just been crazy. Between podcast stuff and work, it's been ridiculous lately. Hmm. But the scrotum has been sourced. Sounds like an excuse to me. And the trophies. I agree. I, I've got it figured out. Did you guys get... We all got that email from that guy from Australia, right? Did you guys get that? Did you... About the, about? Yeah, the one with the kangaroo sack. <laughs> yeah. See, all those are too realistic. I mean, they're, they're creepy. Realistic and creepy. Yeah, I don't want oh, a real dude, one. I sent you a picture yeah. of the ones that I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, and I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh. Well, you're just gonna have to deal with it. I think you protest too because much because the the inaugural or the inaugural winner of the the ball sack trophy gets to choose. Now, if you win it this year, you can put your mark on it. Put whatever on there you would like. No, I'm just going to make sure that I don't lose. Well, there you go. Then you can you can sit there and rub your real animal scrotum or whatever whoa, whoa, you do. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, it's not going to be me, dude. I'm on a roll. I'm at I'm at over seven hours of sim time. He's making stuff happen. <laughs> That's right. May not get any real stick time in, but I'm going to sim the shit out of that. <laughs> No, I do need to get more. I'm starting to get nervous about the whole the season is upon us, mm-hmm. which it really isn't, but it is. It is. And if I'm going to be worth the crap to compete in the Speed Cup, I need to practice. 
Well, I, and I never feel like I get enough stick yeah, time. I just, I tell you what, I bit off way too much with the proficiency thing. I swear to God, there's no way in hell I'm getting to level four. You can do it. I can try, but okay. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, got to have positive attitude, Dan. <laughs> Things are going to change. I can feel it. You can do it. You know what? All I bet you it'll take is just like, it'll take one new heli. You'll get right. a new heli, and then you'll be like, because you, you're, you're chumming on your helis right now, Dan. You're, you're, you're bumming on them. I should just sell them. I should sell them both, and just buy one new heli. I think you should sell everything just and refleet. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I do. I am. I do think I've actually, Justin. I, I got to tell you, uh, one thing I did do is. My trailer is up at work. I keep it at work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, considering a new helicopter, I was like, well, you know, maybe what I will do is go through my trailer. Not, not Don't get too excited. I didn't clean it or anything. <laughs> but what I did do is I went and found some stuff that people use that I just don't use anymore. Like, I got two NASA controllers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that'll add up quick. Uh, dude, yeah, well. Uh, you know, some stuff like that. I think I think that's what I'm going to do. Do it, man. That's the story think... of my life lately. I, I was telling Nick this earlier in the week. I have sold at least one thing every week for the last, like, two months straight. I don't know where it all comes from. I just clean a little bit more, and there's another couple yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, Nick, you will be happy in that all those helis that are just old in my trailer. Yeah. Those are now out of my trailer and like hanging on shelves and shit in my shop. I did that too. It's nice. It feels good to get them out of there. I know, but I don't it was keep old unused helis. It was hard to it was it was hard to take them out of the trailer and bring them downstairs and hang them up on the hanger in the basement going, "Yep, that's where you're going to stay." Well, you know, what I've heli, got What heli, Nick? Huh? What heli? I brought the EX down. Just knowing that I'm not going to fly it, but that one, you know, it's it's half, if not three quarters. All the important parts are are mostly prototype, so they were unfinished, and it's like I'm not going to sell it. I, I've got some some emotional ties to it, so I'll just let it hang there, and I'm I'm okay with it. But it made the trailer look sparse, and then I was like, ah, got to go buy more. <laughs> and so you and did. So you did. Yes, I did. Goblin fanboy. Speaking of which, bring us up to speed. I'm done. Rev Electrics USA. They have a great selection of battery chargers and battery management systems to include charging adapters and power supply selection. They have LiPo batteries and flight stabilization systems as well. They also have a wide variety of accessories and RC hobby sports gear too. Log on to www.usastore.revelectrics.com to find out more. That's R-E-V-O 
L-E-C-T-R-I-X.com. Uh, Tuesday. So it will be here Tuesday. I, mm-hmm. And I, what color will it be? The gray and white, or black and white, whatever you want to call it. Ooh. And you know why? Here's why. Because I found out that they have the black line, uh, the new SAB black line blades, in black and orange. So what I'm going to do, picture this gray, white, and then black and orange blades. I'm going to get some like uh, some pilot stickers and, and maybe get some custom RCHN stickers made in orange for the canopy so it'll be like RCHN colors. Huh. Huh. That's my thinking. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be here. Yep, that'll be here Tuesday. I got, man, a bunch of, let's see. Oh, okay. I got to let this one out. I just put this picture up because I just got it finished tonight, Friday night. Uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Reyes from Ninja Raps contacted me and, uh, we got to talking about my 10J because he had the template for the Futaba 10J for doing the transmitter wrap. And he was like, we should, you know, talking about an RCHN one. And, and it took a little bit because I, we didn't have the right file type to get him, but, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, it's Joe and Travis Reyes that do this. Uh, Travis is actually the younger one. That's the son. I think he's 12, mm-hmm. flying for HD and Rotary Wing. So this is like, you know, his dad's teaching him how to do this, the graphics and the vinyl stuff. But this is would be like the equivalent of his uh, mowing lawns. This is what he does to fund the hobby. So they absolutely just nailed this design, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. So I got it today, got it put on. I love it. Mm. So freaking cool looking. Mm. (laughs) Dan, I don't Mm. think it's Dan's thing. (laughs) It's loud. It's loud and in your face, but I like it. Yeah, you know, you're the one that has to live with it. I, I think they, they did a fantastic job. I am uh they had warned me that the ten J was the most difficult one. It's got a lot of little pieces. Yeah. And, and it took a very steady hand to get them all on there, but wow. I mean, what a great job on the cutting and the measuring. And it, it just looks great. So thanks guys. And for all of you who like you see us with the pilot stickers and, and citizen numbers, they can they can do it all. It is something that they just do for fun. So, you know, once we get rolling into the season, uh, might take a little bit longer to get them done. But um, definitely hit them up on Facebook, uh, Ninja Ninja Raps or Team Ninja. Uh, I think it's Team Ninja RC. If you just start typing Team Ninja in Facebook, you'll find them. And they've got all sorts of stuff. They've got... Pretty much all of the Spectrum radios, the 10J, 8FG, 14SG, and uh, yeah, and they can do all your stickers and the whole deal. Or How about I, Jetty? No. <laughs> you would do that to your Jetty? Well, so here's the deal. I think, I think they did an amazing job. I think Nick's choice 
is a little bright, but I could see doing a more subdued wrap on my Jetty. Yes, because there you that go. radio, my DS14, is all black. So it could look really freaking cool. And I think that's fair. With, you know, I let them. Traditionally, they have gone with, like, I've seen their other wraps. They'll do, like, you know, they'll match the pulse colors for the pulse mm-hmm. reps. I mean, we... Uh, They've done so many cool reps, spectrum-looking ones with the spectrum orange. I let them just roll with this. I said, hey, you know what? You guys do whatever you want. And uh, it is definitely a very bright orange, and that's what they've trended towards. Uh, but the cool part is is if you're going to have them do a custom one, you know, they're, they're really good at what they do, and I'm sure that they could figure, you know, figure whatever out. I'm... Well, it's the best one I've ever seen because, I mean, there are a bunch of people that I have seen with just, like, the color wraps. Like, it doesn't actually have any graphics on it. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, it looks like colored carbon fiber or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And those are cool, but this one, the quality of the graphics is, like, worlds ahead of those other skins. Yep. Yeah. I mean... You know, it is what it is. I, I, I just, I, you know, that's just wrapping a radio is just not my thing, and that's all right. Is it because you just don't want to spend out for all, like, 17 of your 14 SGs? I just don't want, I, you know, I like the way my radios look, you know? Yeah, and I think that's fair. This is definitely a, but see, okay, on the flip side to it, I, I'm a, I'm a total sticker whore, too. Yeah, exactly. And I so I, oh, I love. I am a sticker whore yeah. too, dude. And, I'm not, and you guys know that. I mean, the stickers that I have on my shit, you guys had to put it all on there. <laughs> I mean, my yeah. computer that I'm staring at right now has a shit ton of stickers on it. I didn't put one of them on. Yep, you got tagged. I got tagged. That's all right. I don't care. But yeah, so for the sticker people, uh, the you know what's important to know is that if you're into that sort of a thing. It's not going to get any better. I mean, this is sick. I absolutely love it. So I got again, to hang out with those guys uh, at OHB. They were staying at Joe's. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Just cool people. Very cool people, yeah, absolutely. So, you and know, it, the, the whole sticker thing on the radio, it's not It's not my bag. That's all right, though. I mean, uh, all the ones that I've seen on Facebook, yours is definitely the better of the bunch because, like Justin said, it. I mean, we've all seen... I don't know, the bright green one that's got the carbon fiber inlay in it. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of blue ones. Like yeah. Kenny, Kenny McDonald has a blue carbon fiber And I one. think they did that wrap, I think. It's just that that's, it was just a plain, you know, yeah. I think it was like the OptiPower blue, uh, mm-hmm. just the color. So, you know, this one, they went way above and beyond. And I, I you know, I don't want to speak for them. You guys will have to talk to them, but the way that, They've got this one figured out. You know, I've got my name in the middle of it, but it would be really cool if they could kind of implement this on the other radios that they have, and you guys could get, like, an RCHN one with your citizen number on it. Oh, that. No, I, I mean. I would even consider that on just, like, the top part of it. Yeah, Not there the you go. Face. Not the whole yep. face. Yeah, because that, yeah, definitely cool. But let's see. Uh, Sunday I got out. Uh, I, it was a, it was a gobbler day. I had an agenda. Of course it was. What are you, are you kidding? 
Well, I had I was on a mission. I got out there. Jesse couldn't make it out, so that kind of threw the whole proficiency deal out the window as far as testing. I'm still not quite. I shouldn't say I'm not ready to practice yet, but I have some maneuvers that I'm practicing that are up way higher up. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I still need to go through all of the lower levels and find all the holes before I really go back and do that kind of boring practice if you know what I mean so my agenda was to sort out the Spartan and the Goblin 500 it was good it wasn't bad but it wasn't great so I put a fair amount of time in on it definitely got it a lot better you know I'd been man if you're gonna tune a small heli you better have your big ones right there to fly next to it because you just, you know, you put five flights on it and you think you got the way that it feels and then you go fly the other one. It's like, oh, my God, it's completely different. Crap. Now I got to start all over. You know, it's not poppy enough. Oh, it doesn't. The cyclic isn't touchy enough. It, it really just goes to show how quickly your your mind gets used to something and mm-hmm. that becomes standard. So then I started to do a little bit more back-to-back. And, you know, I I decided that with what we're trying to do this year, there is just a feel. Uh, the Spartan definitely didn't fly bad at all. It just felt a lot different. And, you know, there is a feel that is kind of, when you put V-bar on something and, and almost seems kind of like regardless of size, it has this generic feel to it. I'm not going to say that it's the best. I'm not going to say that it's the worst. It's just a feeling that I have gotten very used to from flying all year with the E700s. And so uh, after, you know, putting more flights on it, I think that's just what I'm going to run this year. I'm going to go back and and, uh, run all V-bars on them just to kind of, even out that feel across across all of it. And that way I, I have a lot more confidence that I can go grab any one of my helis. And while they'll fly different because of the size, that'll be the only thing about them that'll fly different. You know, I can go do the proficiency training on any size that I grab for that day. And it's going to, st- you know, I'm not going to be like have to relearn the feel of it, so to say, when I go grab the the other one. Yeah, true. I smell a bet coming on. A bet? Ooh, yeah. what is it, Dan? Justin, I have to make it with you. I'll oh, bet, okay, go ahead. I'll bet you, Justin. Yes. That Nick sticking with V-Bar all year does not happen. Damn it. That yeah, That's what I would have bet, too. But I'll... Uh, okay, but you have to be a little more... You have to go into detail a little bit more because I am going to stick with V-Bar on my main helis, but I still want to try uh, oh, I still see, want to try go, the Futaba. The bet's been invalidated. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think. I want to try the Futaba on like a backup one. Yeah, and then you'll want to try it on your big one, on your uh, main. Maybe. Yeah, and then you want to try the Vortex again. Because there's no. a new update. And then actually you have tried that twice. I have. And you'll want to try it again when there's a new update. (laughs) Uh, You know, what about, there's nothing wrong with that, Nick. I'm just giving you shit about it. Okay. Here's, here's my view. And I was 
discussing this. I was, okay, I'm going to go way out and probably piss a lot of people off. But here, here's how I feel. I view V-Bar like I view a line. Wow. But he, let me explain. No, let me get, I want to take a few seconds to soak that in and start to get really pissed off. I'm really pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> so V-Bar has, it has, it, it set the bar, right? I mean, it has been uh, almost undeniably the number one fly barless system for quite a long time in the way that it flew. I think that it has become, I think people just really want to not fly V-Bar. And I hate to say that. I don't know if it's political reasons, cost reasons, uh, features of the actual physical units, you know, or they, they hate spending, you know, 400 bucks on a full size with Pro or whatever. Or all they, of the above. Or That's, all of the above, yeah. right? Okay. And I think that, that I think that people don't, they don't want to do that. And they're not, I think that at some point it became not cool to fly V-Bar, but yet the majority of people still do because at the end of the day, it it still, in my opinion, flies the best. And so, I mean, you start looking at all these pros and all their sponsors and everything and all the guys going back to their contest models if you can get them to turn around and take a peek under there, a lot of them are still flying V-Bar. Now, no one's proud about it. And I think that's why so many people latch on to these other brands because it's like, God, believe me, I want another one to come in and fly just as good. But at the end of the day, it's for me, how it flies, how it tunes is just, you can't deny it. And that's what I mean as far as like a line goes. At some point, they it's like the, the whole community turned around and looked down upon people for flying them. And it became not cool to fly a line. And so I think a lot of our perception is that, you know, no one flies a line anymore. Well, I don't really think that's the case. I think that a lot of people still fly a line. I just think that they don't brag about it and talk about it like they used to. I'm going to go ahead and call partial BS on all of that because I I think there are very few, pros included for the record, very few people out there that have flown all of the fly barless systems. That's, that's condition one and... Of all of the fly barless systems they have flown, have spent an equal amount of time and effort attempting to tune them correctly. Because everyone's got a baseline, whether it's V-Bar, whether it's Icon, Skookum, whatever it is, you everyone comes from a background in fly barless. And that's what they use, for better or worse, as their golden standard on tunability, on feel, et cetera, et cetera. So when you go to another unit and in the first couple of flights, you're not feeling it, most people's gut is to just move on. I'm not saying everyone because like Nick, you went back to the Vortex a second time and you gave it a try. Because I wanted it to be better. Out of it. 
I yeah. really wanted it to be better. But I, I'm going to go as far as to say that I don't think that even you can say that V-Bar is better than everything else out there because I don't think you've put enough time into all the others. That's I mean, fair. the ones that you've really flown are V-Bar, Icon, and Vortex. That's it. Mm, Skookum. Skookum. Yep. Yeah, but Not in the last a year and a half or two ago. Yeah, they've had quite a few revisions. Yeah. Okay, but so, if they were if they were if they flew the best, why wouldn't they be the most popular? Because Mikado's been around for years before any other fly barless system. They're the de facto standard. Pete ninety nine percent of the people in this hobby don't think about it the way you think about it. They say, "What's everyone flying? V bar? Okay, get me one." That's it. It's that simple. And so I don't think that most people give other fly barless systems a chance. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, I hear you that the the pros fly it, but you know, get a pro on here and tell me that they've flown every single system and when they did, they've tuned them all to the point where they get them feeling right. Because you know better than anyone else that just because you can go out on a V-bar and tune your heli in two or three flights and it feels amazing doesn't mean you can do the same thing on an Icon or a Vortex or a Skookum. Each system tunes differently. Yeah. Well, and, and I think they feel to, differently in the end, too. I mean, you can't... Just because you don't get it perfect to your liking doesn't mean that it isn't perfect to someone else's. Exactly. I don't so, know. I mean, that was just a big generalization, and there's a lot of things that come no, into I it. No, I think but you I, make fair points. I think that Mikado is and always will be the leader because they always have been. With the exception, by the way, of the Align thing. That was a little bit of a stretch because I do think that they're not as popular, and and I think that there are more reasons, you know, actual other products that are out there that really are just better for the dollar but yeah i i think i would have i would have agreed with the align analogy a year and a half or two ago yeah nowadays i'm not sure whether it holds as much water but still i think it makes last season i think it would be more fair to say that yeah hmm i think it it's all it all comes down to what you like the feel of and then you take that and combine it with the fact that 99% of the pilots out there wouldn't be able to tell a difference anyway or suck so horribly at tuning that they all feel equally crappy. Yeah, that's fair. And what you well, got is you know, choose th- your favorite color. The thing about it is what's a what's a the full pro version of V-Bar cost these days? Oh. Um that's a good... Is the software update the same price, Nick, as it has always been? I think it's 40 bucks or something like that. Well, the simple... The way I look at it is... So you have an icon which you can pick up for 200 bucks, roughly, right? 160 sometimes Five, on sale. 5.3 Pro Silver Line is 350 bucks. Does, That's the unit plus the pro software. Yes. Does New. that fly $150 better when most people can't even outfly an icon? There you go. That's that's the question, Dan. Yeah. It does? 
No, no, I'm not going to say that it does. No, absolutely not. I, I don't. To I guess it depends on who's flying it. I mean, I really do. I think that it just depends on who's flying it. To a new person, my God, you put on whatever keeps your stuff together on there, whatever you can afford. And tape. You just fly. Sometimes some people even put tape on their shit to keep it together. That's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But $5,000 worth of helicopter <laughs> held together with a little piece of tape. <laughs> with a piece of scotch but, tape. But, you know, for the, for the 10% or the 15 or the top 20% even, a hundred and fifty dollars to make it fly that difference is uh is I mean that's a no brainer. Well yeah, I get that. I mean the simple matter of the fact is it's a confidence thing when you when you feel like you have got the absolute best equipment that you, that money can buy, whether it is you think it's the V bar that's better or the icon, it doesn't matter. Because in your mind, if it gives you the confidence, then that's really what trumps all. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. I mean, that is a really, really good point. I think it's it's has there's just so many factors in it. Where you're at flying wise, what people have around you, you know, who you have help to tune and and what you're doing. I wouldn't put a V bar on a speed heli past a hundred miles an hour. I'd be afraid. You know, I'd go straight to the demon for that, no question. So anyway, I totally I think lost I want to try it. I want to try a V-bar. I think you actually should, Dan. Told you. I, I mean, seriously. I, I I'm just gonna kidding. I'm not going to try a another, V-bar. Another New Year's resolution nailed. No. It's not going to happen, Justin. You're, are, you're, you're just I'm pulling just, my leg I'm here. joshing. Okay. You're joshing me. I made, a, I made a commitment to myself years ago to never buy another V-bar. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a commitment. That's well, I'm not pretty the right sure word you made that. a commitment earlier this year to never buy a V bar out of spite for Nick <laughs> saying you were. Yeah, going to that's buy a that's V-bar. not. Yeah. Hey, I had a V bar, V bar 4.0. Oh Jesus! I'll right. never go back. Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn, Neither it's, would I. It's like that. That's like the dark ages, dude. Yeah, that's like saying you know what? I'll never <laughs> try those helicopters again because uh, you know I had a Raptor 30. And it was just, it didn't Never buy a Raptor again because my Raptor 30 sucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a horrible analogy. <laughs> well, let's see. So I, I did get my flights in. It was not really the greatest weather out there. It was it was pretty cold. And uh, I was by myself. I did get a chance to fly um, some Halos, Halo 700s. And? Man, the blade farts are awesome <laughs> i want one i want them they are they like edge farts they're farty they are really far oh, but it's gosh. a cleaner farty sound than like the you know like the mavericks uh they were just like a a loose oh that's fart. not like a fart like a that's loose, like that's a, wet like a shark <laughs> yeah yeah they were is. they were flying sharks you half expect for shit to come flying off the helicopter every time they make uh, that noise you know what i saw that happen once too yeah, <laughs> yeah. we did didn't we you cannot run mavericks at 2600 oh well man. you can for you know a little while 30 that seconds was a, that was a big bang uh i was flying when that happened you and i were standing out there trying to tune a 700 Yep, I remember that. And I remember trying to, I wanted to watch so bad. <laughs> oh, 
All I could see was debris floating down in my left side. Oh, re-kit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but and they were actually, I did not have to tune. Um, you know, I really didn't have to change any tuning uh, on mine. They They flew equally just as good. I had the Compass 700s on there. Equally just as good as far as tuning goes. It was a little... A little weird getting used to hearing them fart because the compass blades are like super quiet. So it was just kind of odd. I, at first I was like, ooh, oh no, there's that inefficient sound. But then when I started chucking it around, I was like, well, it doesn't feel any different. So I actually put a pair of headphones in uh, with with a little bit of music on and flew for a flight to, to not hear just so I could actually, that's how I, Check blades, by the way. It's kind of a good thing. Just plug your ears for a flight and actually pay attention to how it feels and what the hell it looks like because sounds of blades can really mess with your head on what you think it's doing and what it's not doing. But no, they were not bad at all. I mean, I, I would put them in the in the thumbs up category. I don't think they were, you know, life-changing or anything, but I would... Uh, I would not hesitate to grab some of those. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I like farty blades, so I might pick up a set. I think you should. I think you should try them for sure. I'm just excited to build this 570. Ugh. Here we go again. Yep. You're gonna hear it, Dan. I am. I am pumped, dude. How are you doing on sim time? <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. This week, well, ah, there, it's complicated, and it genuinely is. That's not an excuse. This, uh, I, for those of you who don't know, I will be attempting to pursue a different career towards the end of this month, beginning of next. So I am doing some studying behind the scenes, and between podcast stuff and studying, it has left literally zero sim time. It's not that I haven't tried to make time. I just haven't had an extra spare 15 minutes this week. But uh, the weather's not looking that good. And I think now that I got some stuff sorted out, I think I'll be able to settle back into a routine. So that that's my goal is to get on a real hardcore two-week routine. Excellent. Nice, dude. So I got my buy. Uh, or did I? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bought another V-Bar. Oh wow! I didn't buy. So when's the V control coming, dude? You know, <laughs> I mean, you might as well just. Everybody else is doing it. You might as well jump in with didn't the Didn't you say earlier in the episode? I'm just, I'm letting loose. Yeah, and maybe that's one that I haven't mentally. You know, I think it's great. I think it's cool. I, I really don't see a reason why I wouldn't. My. You know, okay, no, I find uh, there's I only do. one reason. There's only one reason. I just bought my freaking 10J. That is the only reason why. If I hadn't just bought that radio, I would probably go ahead and give it a shot. But, uh, I mean, it's like, come on, dude. At a certain point, I've got to quit I agree. buying and selling and buying and selling and just settle on something and fly. And so with the 10 J it's like, I've been really happy with it. I have no doubt that I would, you know, love the V control long time, <laughs> but 
It's, it's like I'm almost not buying it out of out of just guilt that I just got the 10J. Do you agree, Dan? I don't. I kind of do, but I, I'm really kind of surprised that that would stop him. Nick, I really am surprised that because you kind of have a tendency to get a hair up your ass and... Um, I do, but I've had lots of hairs in my ass lately. <laughs> you need to shave? <laughs> and yeah, I definitely need to shave. I mean, this is... <laughs> I got to I gotta shave and, and get a break for a little while before they start to grow again because, man, I've been on... that. You know, the E5 really hit me. Like, I, I am beyond pumped for the 570 to just finally be able to say, screw you guys, and I'm going to get... You is know. it liberating? Do you feel liberated, Nick? I feel very liberated because to finally. So just, I was trying. I think to, he feels dirty deep down, though. Well, okay. So here's the deal. I'll just come out with it, and then because you know, there's been a. I got, actually got a lot of messages from people saying, uh, "Dude, I think it's awesome. You go, go. You know, you gobble, gobble. Some people making fun of me. Some people supporting. You know, whatever. And, and the thing to explain is that we. You know, when it for me, when it comes to buying a new model, I'll I'll come up with a size that I want and then I'll pick two. And if they're even, like if I you know, if I can't decide on one over the other, I will generally uh go with the one that no one else has out of interest of just being able to, you know, something different to talk about on here. I mean that's that's the blatant, honest. So you buy a goblin. Front. Well, but let me get to that. And I've done that. <laughs> Dan's like because because no one on this show owns goblins. And nobody yeah. flies goblins. Well, but that has what you know. I I got him. I enjoyed him. It's like ah, oh, okay. Justin's got all his. Dan's got his. I feel like I'm loading up on one brand too much. So okay, well. I'll I'll try something else. I don't mind trying other things. That's what, if there's one thing we've learned, Nick doesn't mind trying different deals. But I, you Nothing know, wrong with a little strange every now and then. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so when this whole deal, it, it just it just hit me that one day. It's like, screw this, no. Absolutely not. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the E5. It, I think it is awesome. Uh, Jack is absolutely going to love it, but I just got, it's like, no. All right. No, I'm enjoying finding the 500. I want a 570. I don't care if Justin has a 770 in the speed. I am going to buy what Nick wants to fly regardless. I I wish at this very moment that I had a sounder board so I could play a Jim Carrey clip. From, I think it's the pet detectives, the ones where the demons have been exercised. I <laughs> yeah. have exercised the demons. <laughs> it would fit perfectly. It just, and so yeah, it is liberating, Dan. It is very liberating, Dan, to just come out and be like, this is what I want to fly. And damn it, I'm going to fly. I'm going to have fun. And <laughs> I just don't care. Do you suppose, so, do you suppose, Nick, that I'll, if I end up, with a v-bar I'll, I'll feel liberated like that as well i think that you really will <laughs> i really uh, from the bottom of my heart dan and i you know what i would probably feel that way with a v control i have there's nothing i cannot come up with besides for the price 
and, and you know, uh, fleeting all of this stuff would be quite expensive. With the exception of the price, the direction that I am headed, there is there really is zero yeah, reason dude, for me gonna, not to be flying. You're not going to stay with V-Bar. No, I know, but why can't I keep my 10J? But why have a $700 V-Bar controller and a whatever you paid? I mean, the 10J, it was cheap, man. I got loaded up with receivers and all that on the sale and the the double coupons and the whole deal. (laughs) Double coupons. I I freaking stuck it to them with the the double coupons. And the three pay. And they were like, shit, we just paid this guy to take this radio. Damn. If funds were... if. You know, if money wasn't an option, I probably I would just buy one. And you know what? It would probably be everything that I wanted it to be, and I would enjoy it, and I would love it long time. Yeah. Well, if funds were not an issue for me, I'd buy a V-Bar, too. So would you? So I could pee on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd buy a goblin as well, and I'd stick them both right down there on the floor. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to start unfriending people that keep posting pictures of goblins. See you later, Antonios. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, it's been nice uh, knowing you, it's man. It's been nice knowing you. Because I'm going to post my pictures I bet you loud are. and proud. Loud and proud. Huh. Well, that before we go into awesome. the news, I... The, I there's one of the, the one thing that I am starting to feel an itch for when it comes to helicopters. I don't know if I'm going to go down this road, but I God, I'm kind of feeling the gasser itch. Really? I I had one, and I a goblin gasser. No. Oh shit! Sorry. Shit! No, I had a Bergen gasser back when gassers were. No, gassers, I mean, but man. would you? No, oh, you're going to get a goblin. Wait a gasser. minute! Wait a minute! Back when gassers were gassers, you mean back when gassers were pieces of shit? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that helicopter was huge, man. Okay, then it was just a big piece of shit. No, it was a gasser, man. It, it was Nick, slow. Nick, you are was gonna get a hate PM from Carrie. No, but dude, I am all about the new light modern gassers. I'm all oh, about that. It has nothing that. to do with the engine. It has to do with these gargantuan antique freaking. But let, me, let, me, let me explain something to you. Planker gassers. Let me, let me explain. Birds are planker gassers. Hey, let me. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, okay. okay. So. Okay, 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 okay. Oh my God, look at those earrings make her whole head sparkle. So imagine, Nick, uh, when you were fresh into the hobby, maybe a couple months, three months, you could barely hover. Maybe do some side to side, you know, thirty five degree, uh, you know, tail end hovers. More like a couple of days. Okay, so imagine back wherever that was in your flying career. Imagine putting a gasser out in front of you that spins eight hundred and thirteen millimeter blades, and is loud as hell because it's got one of those canned. You know, the old stock can mufflers, baffles. Yeah, lawnmower mufflers. And that thing is spooling up. And this helicopter weighs 16 pounds. Uh, and it's spooling up and it gets up into the air and it's spinning at like 1,300 RPMs. And you can just hear it. Thump, 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 thump. I mean, it sounds like a helicopter. That was cool. 
Oh, I'm not taking away that from the experience. I mean, I it was probably somewhat, somewhat, obviously, you know, difference in size, but somewhat similar to I went, I had a T-Rex 450 Pro and bought a Fury with the YS62. Fury 55? Uh, no, the Fury Extreme. Like we're the talking Fury old Extreme. school. Like the the Bobby Watts style. Oh, the ninety, the ninety. Yeah, but oh, it yeah. was a sixty. It was a YS sixty two. I mean, wow. And I, I mean, no nitro experience, no nothing. Went Did you buy straight. that new? No, God, no, no. Uh, then he converted it to an electric. Yeah, that didn't go over well. But didn't whatever. go well. I saw it on the maiden. But. I mean, when I fired that thing up for the first time and spooled it up, as it was spooling up, I was like, oh, my, this thing's got a freaking engine. Oh, my gosh. And then to fly it around, it, yeah. it was insane. So, no, I get I'm not knocking the gasser part. I'm just saying treat stuff. yourself yeah, now. You. Oh, yeah, there, definitely. If I got a gasser, it would be a modern gasser, obviously. But I mean, there are some great gassers out there. Now. I just think back to those days and it was, man, it was just the coolest thing. And I could hover for 45 minutes. <laughs> now you'd get well, one you up know in what? the air. If and you, you really want to focus on the pilot proficiency program, then maybe you're going down the right path. Well, I got to tell you the first time, you know, we did the bottle knock. The first time I ever did that was at a, one of the, the, one of the first heli pros fun flies. And, uh, they were, were doing the bottle knock. Everybody was using, you know, 600 electrics, back the old six cell 600 electrics. You guys remember those first ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this with this monster gasser. It just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, I, it didn't matter if anything hit anything or whatever. It just, <laughs> just annihilated the bottles. So, I was yeah, going to be killing some bitches and yeah. some bottles and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean. I you know I've just been looking at some of them, nothing in particular, but just that I don't know. It's 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 on the back of my mind. So well, don't forget that there are also you know you can get a lot of the same feeling, uh, not obviously not quite the same flight time, but I mean, dude, you could go pick up you know like uh what the eight maybe like a T Rex eight hundred. Turn that thing down on head speed, put some bigger packs in there, and, I mean, you're seriously going to be creeping on eight-minute flight times, and it's going to fly pretty yeah, big. It's, it's not so much about the flight time. It's so, it's kind of got a lot to do with the combustion motor. Okay. Well, then you definitely, there's just you no just replacement want something for that. that burns fuel. I just like that. I like that. So, well, you've taken you a- You want the smell of grilled hot dogs. No, I use actual gas in my gassers. Yeah, you say that like that's a manly thing. It is a manly thing. Yeah, well, it it stinks your house up like freaking crazy. I don't bring my helicopter and your cars. Well, yeah, he doesn't haul them in there. Yeah, they stay in the trailer where they belong. You should get one, Justin. All the cool people are doing. Yeah, it. yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should do some news. What do you think? Yeah, we better. Yeah. Uh, I actually took some notes. From the episodes I was away, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of give on how not to do the news on how not to do the news. 
And uh, I don't know. Dude, I, actually, you guys. I owned the news announcements. You did, but Nick didn't. And you guys actually called him that on that on that first show I was with. Yeah, and I didn't care. That's right. <laughs> and then they gave you shit. Yeah. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Justin Pucci, and despite what you may think, I'm not here to talk to you about wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men. What I am here to tell you is that the guys over at Rotary Wing RC are stocking up on all forms of heli goodness and passing the savings on to you. Need a fly barless system? Joe and Kyle have Bavarian Demon, Skookum, and Icon. Looking for a heli? What about Gowie or one of those Garbins? Servos? Look no further for BK Servos and MKS. And who could forget the German amazingness that is Contronic? I sure can't because I just bought three of them. So head on over to www.rotarywingrc.com and get yourself loaded up with awesome today. News time. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do we got for news, Nick Ellis? Uh, all right. Brain, MSH, Icon, label it however you want it, but they have released the U-Brain. This the is micro brain. Yep. the micro-brain. This is actually, uh, for the micro-people, this is a sweet concept. First of its kind that I've seen, basically what we're looking at is an aftermarket fly barless system for micros. Up into the, what, 200-ish size, somewhere around in there. Pretty sure that it's plug and play for like the 180. It does, it's got the smaller, uh, what is, Justin, you know what that style of connector is? It's the micro JST, I think is what it's called. Yeah, not not standard traditional it's not servo ones. not a typical ones. servo, yeah. But it's what most of these smaller uh, systems take. Uh, Governor, I do believe, I mean, this is like a, this is a freaking brain in this little thing. Uh, this is turning into a huge deal because, you know, the the ability to get in and to tweak and to tune some of the advanced parameters in the existing smaller microfiberless systems is pretty much minimal at best. So this is like the full on brain icon software. You can get in there and just about do every, I'm not going to say for sure cause I don't know yet, but I believe that you can do almost everything you could before. So for you micro guys, I say it, it's a absolute must have. Gotta try it. Gotta. What try is it. the biggest heli you can put it on, though? You know, I don't really know. They're they're really going after the 180, but there's not a lot. You know, okay, so, uh, like two. I do believe they're actually going to make some servo adapters to be able to plug regular servos in it. So mm-hmm. possibly get up into the 250 range. I don't see it going much higher than that. But this whole 180 to 200 thing is getting a little bit more popular with you know Oxy coming out with theirs. Obviously, the Blade 180 has just is painfully popular. Um, so I think that's that's the area that they're targeting. But a really cool concept, and I salute uh, I salute MSH and and Corrado for 
for coming out with something unique, doing something that no one else has really done yet or tried to tackle. And guys, I don't know. I, I mean, the pigs are starting to fly, but I'll be goddamn if I am not looking at a video of the Velos 880 actually flying. Yeah, I saw that video. So that means there's one. It might be the only one. They said that they're testing out, like, new gear material and a couple of other things, it sounds like. Yeah, they had to go back through and redesign a bunch of stuff. I think that it was just, I don't think they realized how how hard on parts two full power systems and 880 millimeter blades is. What do you think? I don't get it. You don't get it? I don't get it. Seriously. It's big. Boy, does it sound cool. Yeah, thump, I guess. Thump, 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 Do thump, it because thump. they can, I guess, right? Yeah. But, hey, mm. it's out there. It flies. So it is a real well, deal. Well, it's you flying, but it's, I, I, I still think that Justin's prediction is going to be correct. I don't remember what I Didn't, predicted. Aren't you, Justin, the one that predicted that it will not make it to the public by the end of this year? Or was that no, a, I think. Was that, no, was that it? wasn't me. I oh. think that was Jesse. Was it Jesse? I don't know. If it does, I'd be surprised. So we've been talking about Soko and the virtual main shaft whole deal. We'll all be damned if it's not finally out in iOS. I was going to do everything I possibly could to have to be able to say that I have tried it, um, but alas, it's not true. I have not tried it yet, so I can't comment on it personally. But I am. For sure going to be using it uh, with the 570 build and then doing the V-bar swap back on the 500. I'm going to use it for both to really try it out and we'll let you know what we think. Uh, sure is a cool concept. Has Justin, did you get a chance yet? Yeah, I've messed with it a little bit. I haven't gone through and done a setup, but I'm liking it so far. What I think is really kind of cool is the way Andy set it up there's like an upfront tutorial and it's actually it'll walk you through step by step what to do and how to use it and all the different finger gestures like the swiping and stuff like that uh so yeah i i mean i'm hoping that uh this weekend i get an opportunity to actually use it to reset up a heli but i have it downloaded and i have read through the tutorials and i'm ready to go Sweet. I, I have not used it, but clear something up for me. For me, is it a standalone? Do you do you need the tool to use it as well? I'll be yes. honest. You do. Okay. Yes, you do, Dan. I think it it is for leveling the swash. Right. Right. It's for it. Yeah. But without a swash leveler, right. so you still need the the Soko tool to go with it. But right. you don't have to pack around a swash leveler. I see. Gotcha. Yep, you just need your your helical and the app. Yep. Well, that's all I have for news. I have news. And it's it's, you know, it's kind of following off of some previous news we talked about a week or two ago. So, Here's the deal. It's it's not a surprise anymore that Bavarian Demon has been working on a 
new fly barless system. And it's still in the works. Uh, we don't have any release dates yet. But um, my team manager and good friend Danny Melnick uh, actually posted some information recently about exactly what is going to be available on this new system. Uh, because there have been a lot of people that are getting antsy about it and, you know, well, if it doesn't have this, this, and this, then I'm not going to fly it. And so Danny kind of posted this up there to kind of get the, get all the naysayers to quiet down a bit and uh, prove to them that uh, BD is listening. Okay. State-of-the-art hardware. It's going to come with an electric and nitro gov. Uh, it's going to have, I believe it will also have a Bluetooth option on it. And it's going to have a complete jetty interface, just like we discussed on the Spirit Flybarless system. So it's that, like the the non-V-control V-control. It is, yeah. yes. And, and... What's really cool is my second news flows directly from this. And if you go and look at the thread that you posted for the micro brain, uh, and you just talked about a couple of minutes ago, the brain guys actually say we are currently collaborating with Jetty to implement brain in their radios. So now, in not very long, Jetty will be capable of remotely and fully programming a spirit, a Bavarian demon, and an icon slash brain. Hmm. Hmm. Big deal, man. Dan, you just might have to get a Jetty now. <laughs> nah. Jetty has stated that they are willing to work with any fly barless company that's interested in in driving integration into the radio something tells me that won't be mikado i just think that's saying. probably a safe bet <laughs> just you, saying you, yeah just saying. yeah i don't yep you're right don't don't think that's gonna happen i just don't think that's gonna happen well that sounds pretty cool i mean they're i don't know man that one could be powerful could be a big game changer. I think be the demons definitely got some momentum. They picked up. Uh, I would say I would call it a fair amount of popularity in my opinion this last year. And coming out with all of those features would really get it, you know, up to par. And I think a lot more people would uh, be willing to give it a shot anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. With with the governor and the Bluetooth and that sort of a thing. So I got a question for you, Justin, since you have a jetty. Yes. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think that this integration that they're doing, do you think it's because sales are so strong that they can afford to do it, or do you think they're investing in the future? I mean, are a lot of people buying jetties? That's a really good question. Uh, I got to believe that sales are strong. You know, you got to remember, these radios aren't just used for helicopters. Yeah, they are hugely popular in the fixed wing world. Uh, yeah, I because could of the depth of programming exactly. and options, it is a sailplane or scale guy's dream. Uh, you know, you can do all sorts of different stuff that works 
wonders for a fixed wing. And so I, I think that we tend to look at our narrow little market and what we perceive to be popular and think, well, everyone else is not doing all that well business-wise. But I think Jetty is doing well. I mean, our last news or two news ago, we discussed that they just announced a new color screen radio that's coming out later this year. Uh, It's it's getting big, man. Hmm. I think they're uh, I think one big advantage that they have is whatever they seem to do, they seem to do quite well. And my guess would be wow we they've already had i mean they have one of the more important things the foundations already laid down they have great communication and great telemetry right and a very uh capable radio now all they've really got to do to gain a bunch of momentum in the helicopter industry is just add not more programmability but more bling features more more cool stuff for the heli guys, you know Such what I mean? Such as being able to program multiple. Uh, That's right, and I think Mikado. I mean they they hit it right on the head when they, they went sure after did. the V control. I mean that is whoo, buddy. That was a big step that no one else had done, and they seem to have done it very very well. Uh, you know, I think where it got a little tough. Was that it's, I mean, it's only for flying V-bar. Very proprietary. Yep. And that, I think, is where their, maybe their arrogance got in the way of their sales. But maybe they might be okay with that. You know, they might say, yeah, well, we know we could sell more, but we don't care. We're good. We're we're doing what we want to do. And, I, you know, I respect them for that. But, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel that, that Jetty's got the foundation for... Uh, it's like they've got all the stuff that other people struggle with out of the way. Now it's just some of the easier stuff. And and an apparent uh, openness to work with multiple manufacturers. Yeah. Which that cooperation sometimes is kind of rare. It's more like a a bragging rights for them to, they seem to have the attitude, well, let's see how much we can do. We can do whatever we want. We can make it work with whatever we want, however we want. They're a very sharp group of people. And that, I like. I mean, they're not. Whereas some other companies have done it backwards, they're doing all the, the 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 bling features and the different colors and the stuff like that first. But you know, yet their shit's falling out of the sky because of communication problems or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, dude, Dan, the receivers are smaller than the little three channel. Yeah, that's what you were saying. It's just so damn expensive. It's not when you think about it. It's not an 18MZ. <laughs> I thought about it. Still expensive. <laughs> well, no. I mean, dude, you can get the DS14 for 800 bucks. Yeah, still expensive. Still yeah. expensive. Last radio you'll ever buy. I already have the last radio I'll ever buy. I don't know. I hear you. I'm not going to deny that it's not awesome, but it's just, it's it's not. I guess I'm in a different spot flying wise i think all the extra features would be really really cool but i mean it, it, to me it, it's very similar to the v control awesome have no doubt that i wouldn't absolutely just love it but not in the budget hmm. fair well does that wrap up news i think so 
Unless you got something. I don't really have any news. Nothing. I'm back. That's good. He's back. That's news. (laughs) All right, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by Heli Daily. Justin, you're going to have to do it. I forgot what what it was. Oh, man. Send us out, Justin. Do it. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Damn it. Just when you thought that the guys at Soco Heli Tools had pushed setup methodology to the absolute state of the art, they come out with yet another innovation. In combination with their Soco Helical, which fits all sizes and all brands of helis, They've recently announced the Soko Heli Tools mobile app. This app greatly simplifies your setup by completely eliminating the need for a level working surface or main shaft. Available in stores soon for Android and Apple devices, this new mobile software will do everything that your original Soko kit did, but with the added benefit of all measurements, calculations, and directions in one easy-to-use app. When you're ready to kick it up a notch with your heli setup, visit the SoCo team at www.soco-heli-tools.com and check it out. SoCo Heli Tools, next generation setup. You you stuttered. That was very I, uh I stuttered. That was very yeah. public radio of you. Maybe Someone shouldn't pitch someone else shit about how they do the news. That's no, karma. dude, because I've been nailing that shit. <laughs> yep. I make one little mistake, and all of a sudden, you're on me about it. You know what? It's just like the pilot proficiency thing. You can nail it all you want, but when it comes down to the testing time. I'm going to nail it. I'm going to nail it. <laughs> all righty, guys, this week... We kind of came into the show not really knowing what we wanted to talk about, but I there's a few things I want to kind of talk about. Um, not really heli-specific, but I do believe it affects us as helicopter pilots. I'm going to harp on this for a little bit, kind of get your guys' input, see what you think as well. I've noticed over the last couple of weeks a couple uh, very silly things happening on national television. Have you guys... See any of these uh, morning news shows? The last, uh, I think one was on CNN and one was on Fox. You seen any yeah. of these? Yeah. Yes. Well, the first one was, uh, now here's the deal. I looked into these guys. Uh, there's a podcast out there, uh, multi-rotor podcast, I believe it is, the guys who do the multi-rotor magazine. They, on I think it was CNN, um, delivered a cup of coffee onto a desk with like four news personalities sitting there. No blade guards. Papers flying everywhere. I didn't see this It went off without a hitch, but the potential was ridiculous. Uh, The second one was the Fox guy from popular, or the Fox News morning show, right? A guy from Popular uh, Mechanics or Popular Science, I believe it was. Uh, some editor, you know, he touted himself as a as a UAV expert. Gets in there and uh, with a Phantom Vision Two, 
and uh, proceeds to hover this machine. Now, you could tell either he was very nervous, which rightfully so, maybe, you know, a couple million people watching you fly a UAV on live television in a very cramped, closed quarter. Stupid, stupid to begin with. He's hovering and he's really struggling to keep this hover. It's a tail end hover, nothing fancy, but he's re- you could watch it very tail end. rapid corrections, you know, not smooth at all. So one of the guests or one of the hosts say, can you turn it around and point the camera, the GoPro camera at us? And he turns it around and immediately loses control. Flies it into a cameraman. Now it had prop guards on it, so nothing bad happened. And before the helicopter or the quad hit the ground, one of the one of the hosts said, "And this is why they need to be regulated." Uh. And we're seeing these asshats do this, and and I, you know, I've been I've been bitching about it for, I dude, you guys remember when I said the quads are going to be the demise of the hobby. That's been a year and a half ago now. You know, obviously, it's not the machine themselves, it's the operators. So now we've got visual proof. We got this uh, this guy flying the, the drone, the, the, the quad on uh, the White House grounds. Turns out he actually works there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, you, you want to hear my conspiracy theory? Sure. Speculate on this. If you're in a situation where you want to get rid of UAVs altogether, like the FAA wants to do, what what would you do? Would you convince somebody who has access to the White House to do something stupid in the middle of the night with a UAV on the White House property? Perhaps. And have the president be. I mean, affected by this. I mean, he. I mean, obviously, he's going to hear about it. What What I'm getting at here is all these this this crazy shit is happening, especially in the last two weeks. But it's been happening more and more. Uh, did you guys happen to see the FAA's uh, letter? They. I don't know if it. I don't know. I don't want to give. I don't have the specifics, but because it's been a couple weeks, but. They they did a press release where they were talking about how they are going to, they've decided that they're they're pretty sure that they are going to regulate the RC hobby on both sides, commercial and and hobby, because they have to do something about this. And then I couldn't help but notice the AMA steps in and they wrote. Which is what? Which, in my opinion, is arguably the most um, um, heavily worded response that I've ever seen them write. You know, it's a little too little, a little too late, as far as I'm concerned. But nonetheless, you know, when they do something that that I like, I'm going to talk about it. They actually were pretty, um, pretty resolved in their comments about how they're, you know, they're stressing to the FAA how, you know, these these don't need to be regulated by the government. People need to be educated. And of course they released the education program uh, along with a couple other community organizations in the country. You guys, what do you guys think about all that? That's the one that I talked about on the news two weeks ago. And 
I'm with you, Dan. I mean, we're always very quick to point out when the AMA does something that we don't agree with or don't like. But I was, I got to be honest, I was pretty impressed with Bob's wording on yeah, that. It was, it yeah, was, it was resolved. Finally. I, I wish that we could have seen something that strong In the beginning. a year ago. But I, I think he, he really, he did a good job messaging that. We don't need regulation. We need education. I agree. I, 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 when I first read it, I was like, yeah, where was that a year and a half ago? Where was that last year? Where was that when they were shaking the hands with the FAA in October or whenever it was at the AMA Expo of last year? You know, when they did their uh, referendum, their, what was their, what they call that, that uh, something about agreement, their little de- declaration of agreement or whatever they called it. Yeah, right. And uh, it's going to affect, it's going to, man, it's going to affect everything. I really do think that, uh, you know, especially if they follow through with their definition of commercial use, these pro pilots that are furthering the efforts of a commercial business, a manufacturer, guess what? That's not going to happen anymore. Consider that. I mean, that's taking it to the extreme, but that's what, that's what our government does. You know, that, that lettering, they take it to the extreme, much like the, uh, the FAA's request of local law enforcement. We talked about this, Justin, if you remember to, yes, we did to enforce their, (laughs) you know, to, 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 to use their local, our local resources to have local law enforcement be their enforcement agency essentially with unfunded like these uh yeah they were basically talking to local law enforcement to advise them on non-formal guidelines for regulating uh use of you know and basically I, model aircraft and i do believe in that was not only advising, but a request of cooperation of enforcement. Yeah, but then, yeah, not backing it up not with backing any, it up. like, laws. Yeah, like... Right, yeah, yeah. So taking law enforcement agencies that are already stressed and asking them to put in another five hours a day, uh, you know, following leads on, on Johnny down at the park flying his uh, little park flyer. You know, I don't know, guys, it's, it's kind of a scary situation. I mean, I I think this is going to affect our hobby. Uh, I think, uh, I did read that they, their, their first, uh, interpretation of, of what they expect the regulations will be, will be out shortly. Uh, it'll deal mainly with commercial, the commercial side of it. Um, but those, those rules are going to leak across because they're going to, they're going to simply say, well, how, how, you know, we can't, we can't afford to, we're just going to, we're just going to assume everybody's doing it for commercial purposes. So you have your little GoPro and your little quad or even in your helicopter. Some guys do that. Um, you might have to, <laughs> you may end up, you may end up explaining yourself to somebody. 
I'm not quite sure what to think of it. I don't know what I don't know what we do from here. Well, didn't they, you know, three years ago we were talking about this and as, as a community and they had said that the FAA is required to release formal law by September of 2015. Yeah, but they they came out and, and then said, they've pushed that. Yeah, they're two years behind. And talking to some avionics people, people who, who deal with the FAA, I guess the the FAA is notorious for pushing deadlines way past due dates. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've actually had a number of people at work and just in my personal life who know that I'm into RC and you know, they're interested in, well, what's the FAA doing? We've been hearing more about this drone thing. Some of them are actually private pilots of full scale. So they're very familiar with the FAA from a different perspective. And what, what seems to be a fairly universal, uh, perception or, or feeling for the FAA is that they are slow to make things happen. Uh, they tend to do things fairly chaotically, meaning they like to bounce around a lot. And ultimately, they're incredibly draconian about how they enforce things. In other words, very, it's very heavy handed. Um, it's it's not always well thought out. It's just what is my brute force method? Right. So I'm asking you guys. And, this. and I think that's consistent with what we've seen in the last couple of years, too. Yeah. But it was interesting to hear that from someone who flies a full scale as opposed to an RC. So I know you guys don't deal with the commercial side of stuff, but I just want to get a quick opinion on this. Um, it's expected that part of the, the regulations for commercial people uh, to have a actual full scale pilot's license to fly these things. Now, keep in mind, part of that, part of those regulations are, now these are all speculation at best right now. These machines are not supposed to go out of line of sight, right? So FPV thing is kind of out of the question when it comes to the commercial side. Why do you suspect that they would expect somebody to go through the whole process of learning how to fly a single engine full-scale airplane to fly a multi-rotor that's never going to go out of the line of sight. Well, they don't expect you to, and that's why they do. That's why they would want that, just to deter people from doing it. Well, I mean, that's like yeah, saying, well, that. no, we're not saying it's not legal. I mean, we just, here, this is what you have to do, and people are going to go, Seriously? That's huge. I don't have the time. I don't have the money to go through all of that. Nah, whatever. I'll just bag it. Do something else. Or will it just make a bunch of typically law-abiding citizens lawbreakers? Uh, yes. So, yes, it will. So we have, you know, I've, I've, at, at cringingly and kind of, uh, I've, I've, expressed that some regulation is not a bad thing. I, 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 it kills me to say that. But, you know, let, let's be reasonable about it. Let's say to become a UAV pilot, how about I have to take the FAA ground school where I have to learn all about 
you know, commercial UAV pilot. Commercial UAV. Or are pilot. you saying just general? Right, just commercial because we're talking about commercial for the time okay. being. So I have to have, you know, knowledge of airspace. You know, I have to know how to communicate with with uh, pilots and control towers, and you know, the, the I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And 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 here's here's what I here's what I my here's what I think is going to happen if if it comes down that hard for the commercial side. You can bet that there are going to be rollovers to the hobby side because they're going to say, "Well, you know, if we're going to we're going to control this aspect of it, how you know? Because let's say, if it's about safety, how can you say it's about safety? You want to control the commercial guys. Well, what's to stop somebody who wants to do something bad from doing it from a hobby aspect? You can't. It's it, true. You can't do that." Anyway, I don't know, guys. It's scary. An- another thing that happened, I've been getting um, some emails from the AMA that we all get. Nothing nothing in particular. I was going to say, damn, dude. <laughs> no, nothing special. Moving on up. But uh, I can't help but notice, uh, I don't know. Nick, have you renewed your AMA yet? I have not yet. Have you been getting the same emails that imply that continue to fly in 2015 is the header of the email? Uh, I don't. I haven't read them. <laughs> so what they're saying is if I want to fly in 2015, I better renew my AMA. Oh, Dan, aren't you reading a little too much into that? You think I am? Yeah, yeah. You now are. you're starting to go like now you're crazy you're all... multi-rotor conspiracy yes. conspiracy <laughs> theorist person. I just wanted to bring it up because I I just I, it's I don't I don't honestly believe that that's what they're implying. We need a new name. Okay, so we have Planker, which represents the the older crotchety. Uh, Planker doesn't mean you fly airplanes. It's it's a right. it's an attitude of. It generally goes along with that stuff. It typically refers to someone who is a cantankerous old bastard. That's right. So we need a name for the skittish conspiracy theorist multi-rotor pilot. What? Yes, what? that's true. Absolutely, we do. All right. How about how about X-File? X-Filer. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of something. You'll know it. You'll know when I think of it. <laughs> All right, continue on. You know, I don't. I, obviously, you guys don't 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 have much of an opinion on the topic. Well, I have a very strong opinion on the topic, but I agree with ninety nine percent of what you're saying, minus the crazy like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory <laughs> shit. Um, I, the bottom line is, Dan, from my perspective. It's going to continue to progress in this same manner that we've seen over the last year or so, where we will see more and more news news articles online and on the standard TV news about drones affecting various things, right? I mean, I just saw one a couple of days ago where the a commercial airliner had to make an emergency landing. Because it encountered, now I don't know what it means by encountered, but it encountered a drone at 4,000 feet above ground level. 
Okay. There are going to be stupid people out there. You can't regulate stupid. Um, even when they do put regulation in place, it's going to turn a lot of law-abiding citizens into lawbreakers, just like you said. And the FAA is not going to be able to do anything about that. And by and far, local law enforcement won't be able to do anything about that. So I think overall, it's only going to affect the people that feel the need to comply and I, I think that will be a large number of us, right? But if, you know, you live out in Montana, dude, let's face it. Do you, are you really nervous about it for yourself personally? I'm not nervous about it for myself personally, but I am nervous about it for my job. Fair point, right? Because now you and your guys may actually have to go through all this effort and time and money well, me, to get certified. Let me tell you what I, I I won't because I'm not doing anything commercially with I'm not taking photographs of anything. I'm not all I'm doing is designing and building multi rotors. There's no there's not gonna be a a law stopping me from doing that. Right. So here here's what's gonna happen. This is gonna continue and we're gonna we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. But we are now searching for clients outside the United States. So what, what, what's happening here is the, the job potential is going right out the window. The tax base that could be generated from the potential of these machines and what they can do is going right out the window. And it's going to go to another country. And most mm-hmm. every other country out there has some form of regulation allowing for use of these machines. So that's a really good, that's a good point. Do we know, have we looked into how other countries do it? I have. And what, so what are their, what are their approaches to this They've problem? just, they've got varying levels of certifications and, uh, you know, uh, some Commercial country, only again, right? What's that? Commer- commercial this is for only? Commercial. This is not, not for hobby. I mean, hobby's a, another beast, uh, but- you know, some countries are demanding stuff like uh, system redundancy. You know, I mean, they're just, they're looking at it reasonably instead of fear-mongering and, you know, heavy-handed uh, just denial of use. So, yeah. but I, the whole point of it is the commercial side is going to be affected. We know that. The hobby side will also, I'm convinced, will be affected. It will. I agree. But the message I want to get out there is that, to me, uh, it's as impactful, if not more, as damaging to the reputation and the, the public's perception of our hobby, if not more, for idiots to go out and do stupid shit with hardware that they don't understand or can't control as the FAA running around trying to shut people down. Yeah, because the, the guys who we are, are operators... We are not helping ourselves as a community when we do that. Yeah, because the, the guys that are operators on the commercial side, they're not doing this shit. Right. So let's talk There's about the There's no one flying a $50,000 commercial multi-rotor for movie filming up at 4,000 feet trying to get a picture at a dude in a cockpit of an airline. Exactly. So kind of going back to the hobby side... Do you suppose that some of these manufacturers should 
should have some responsibility. Should I mean, you know, there's been talk of asking hobby shops to try to somehow weed out sales. I don't know how you would do that, but is there some responsibility that falls on that? I mean, how do we determine that? Or do we? You know, I I don't know. Man, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, I don't know how you do it. You know, because I... let, me, let me tell you this. You, Justin, and Nick, and Jesse, and every one of our listeners, I, I would hope. There might be some out there that are, but I would say 99%, maybe 99.9, could walk in and buy some off-the-shelf machine and fly it respectfully and not dangerously. But the problem is the people that are doing this have no regard, no no knowledge of our hobby. It, yeah, and that's that is the problem. So how how do we you know? So the AMA wants to do this education program. Well, that's great, but you know the people who are tuned into the AMA, for the most part, are aware. I agree with you. I don't think in general the people that are in the know about the contentious political situation are going and doing deliberately stupid things with their models it's the general public yeah and i do believe that it's not limited to multi-rotors i think it's a big deal with the multi-rotor thing because of how readily you can get a hold of one and get it in the air without any major problem but you still got to be careful with the helicopters too, right? We Absolutely. don't want to lose sight of the fact that, you know, the the big thing on the pod and boom is the safety issues. We've we've had some very unfortunate mishaps in the last couple of years. And be certain that if that continues to happen, then there will be a desire to regulate that more specifically in addition to the multi-rotors. Yep. I don't have a solution. Maybe one of our listeners does. <laughs> Let me know what it is. <laughs> make some phone calls and make Nick, it happen. Do you have a solution? You do? No. You don't? You don't have one? No. What if it, it what if what if Goblin made a multi rotor? Do you think that would fix all of this? No. No? Because then just more people would fly. Would fly them. I mean, I don't well. You know, it might help because at least there would be the people that would buy one would be coming from the pod and boom side, generally speaking, and would have, you know, a a little bit more of their head on straight with as far as what's a good idea and what's not a good idea to do. So it might help. Wow, that was a very reasonable and level-headed answer. I was actually joking, (laughs) but maybe a quad oblin would would a quablin a quablin yeah a quablin there you go yep anyway guys that's what i wanted to kind of get off my chest this week it's just i've just been seeing so much of this stuff going on lately i don't don't know what we're going to do about it but uh i was very pleased it's not often that i compliment the ama very pleased with their response I thought you were going to say Indeed. it's not off very often that you're pleased. <laughs> I think that they, uh, if they could continue that, maybe that'll be helpful. Um, you know, and the only other, the only other 
thing that I can think that will help is for all of our listeners to somehow get involved. I, I know we talk helis all the time, but the simple matter of the fact is that this is a front that needs to be addressed before it affects our ability to freely enjoy this hobby without being heavily regulated. Uh, yeah, so so you know, I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but let's let's uh explore that a little bit. What if it did get regulated? Okay, the hobby side. Mm-hmm. Where where are you guys at on that? Are you still on board or does the hobby start to lose its luster for you personally? I wouldn't wouldn't change a thing as far as Yeah, I don't think it would change a whole lot. I'm still dude, I love flying. I mean, and that's maybe that's what I've realized this year more than anything. I think it that, would just uh you know, I don't wear a seatbelt, right? So mm-hmm. I break the law there. Yep. I would just uh, be breaking another law. <laughs> I, I think that is well, probably really... I would have to find a different place to fly, considering where I fly is directly next to where all the sheriffs park. Right. Well, <laughs> no, but but so, but so, I'm being serious here. If, if a law comes out and says, okay, from here on out, hobby aircraft, radio control hobby aircraft must be regulated, and the regulation is in the form of Let's let's say it amounts to a driver's license, okay? You know, everyone's got a driver's license. It's kind of scary that it's that easy to get them. I don't necessarily think that doing something that relaxed is going to fix the problem because look at all the idiots that drive on the road today. But it may make the general public and the FAA feel better. Yeah, that's true. And if that's the case, then why not get on board? Uh, I wouldn't. Or are be, you still gonna? You want to be the rebel? No, no, I wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to. I could make that work. I mean, I really could. I, I, if it wasn't like some huge, ridiculous hassle or or something overly stupid, I'd be on board with that. I wouldn't have a problem going and taking a test as long as it wasn't, you know, any. It better not be any more of a hassle than like a driver's license. Prove yeah, your maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a ten question or twenty question multiple choice, and that's it. Maybe you got to show that you can hover. I think that the written portion of it, surprisingly enough, is more important than the actual flying. Because I would I, agree with you. It's just an it's an ignorance thing. You know, people just don't have a clue yep yeah but you gotta it's like if you're not gonna educate themselves because of the you know we're surrounded by morons that aren't gonna educate themselves like how we all would just because we think it's a good idea to do well if it takes a regulation for to get the education across then maybe it's not that bad well you know it could be something similar to i i'm assuming uh, Washington has it, uh, like a hunter safety. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's there you go, simple- Dan. Like, uh, okay, that is an awesome thought. Gun control stuff, right? Talk about a hotly debated topic. Right now, you in the grand scheme of things, you don't really have to do all that much to gain legal access to a gun and be able to use it safely. That's not 
and, and and I mean, people will argue against additional regulation, and I don't necessarily disagree because it's a constitutional right. But at the end of the day, the regulation that does currently occur, it's not the end of the world. And this is by no means me advocating for our hobby getting regulated. I'm just trying to play a hypothetical and, you know, see see what that would look and feel like in the future if they did go down that path. I would be curious from our listeners um, who, you know, if you've put any thought into this, not necessarily what the regulation would look like, but have you considered that the, it, it could be regulated? I mean, is that something that you just think is like completely far-fetched and just out of the picture, you know? tinfoil hat stuff <laughs> or is it something or is it a reality that 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 possibly we might be looking at in the next few years should it continue down this path my hope is that the FAA comes to some sort of reasonable you know well thought out result for both sides i mean obviously Commercial side, yeah, you know, uh, it's going to be probably a little more punitive, but maybe it should be because, you know, we keep saying that that's going to keep, you know, regulations will keep the, the standard idiots out of it. But, you know, the things that are happening, the tip, you know, every time we see something, it's a, it's a, it's a DJI, you know, phantom. People on the commercial side are not using DJI Phantoms. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of a good analogy, Justin, the whole gun control thing. I mean, people who respect, uh, grew up around guns, you know, like I did, uh, I'm not going to, you know, it, those people use guns reasonably where they should be used at a target range or maybe when you're hunting. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I, uh, you know, we got two more, two more years of this administration. Maybe things will look better. Uh, maybe things will look better at the end of that. I don't know. I do not know. Well, I think that's enough. Uh, I just, that's just, uh, it's just something I've been thinking a lot about. And I kind of, I kind of think a lot of people have in some way or another, because uh, there's a lot of closet quad people out there, to be honest with you. Um, you I'm know, not coming out of that closet. Oh, you would, you dig it, you know it. How are you doing with your 250, Dan? I haven't had a chance to, be, to fly it very often lately, but you know, and that that's getting hot, right? Some people say, I mean, uh, the whole FPV thing is illegal as it as we speak, that's and it's not stopping anyone. And that's that's the thing, and that that is the big thing that I don't think the FAA understands. Uh, it, it would be like trying to stop the internet back in 1995. It's not going to happen. Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, so let's come to some reasonable conclusion and let's get about our life. Christ almighty. But reasonable and government expectations are two different things. <laughs> Hey Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome, but what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head? 
Ah, man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options. Well, that, that, uh, that wraps it up for me as far as what I want to talk about. You guys want to, since we're just kind of bantering about nothing in particular, got any, got anything on your mind? It's just, it's just us three. What's, what's on your mind, Nick? I'm good. <laughs> You're done? You're wrapped up? Yeah, I'm good. I'm... All righty. Well, we should probably, uh, maybe get some emails, huh? Maybe, uh, uh let's see if someone wants to email. Did you guys start a new thing here? Tell me something about that. New email thing? What's this all about? Questions? Yeah, questions yeah. at rchelynation.com. Tell, tell me about that. What's going on there? So what we're doing is, and we've got a couple already, which is awesome. Well, we'll be getting to those very soon. Uh, people are basically sending us in their questions, kind of like you would write us an email Asked to get our opinion on something, but instead of doing that, uh, send us an audio file. And for those of you who haven't done it, iPhone's voice recorder works just fine. Get yourself in a room or in the car, or whatever, where you know you don't get much background noise, and you know, give us a short, you know, one to two minute question. Introduce yourself, you know, citizen number, whatever you got. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play those over the air on the podcast, and then we'll go ahead and answer those. It might be, we might even do it to where it's a surprise to all the guys, so we haven't heard them yet, and uh, we'll just do it right on the fly, kind of to get everyone's gut reactions. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer, uh, please send an email to questions, again, that's with an S on the end, questions at rchelynation.com. We have a, a listener of the show, Chris Robert. You guys know who Chris is. Yep. Oh, yes. So I'm not going to go into detail because, frankly, the facts don't even matter. In fact, I, I never even sent him a, you know, a, an email asking him to clarify what's going on. But the simple matter of the fact is he finds himself forumless. Uh, he started a new web page. He wanted us to kind of just briefly mention it. Uh, it's got all of his information, his, his reviews and whatnot. And I think it's called 3D and Scale Helly's dot net or com can't remember i think it's dot, dot com. com yep so just kind of throwing chris a shout out there for those of you who are wondering where he's at you can find him there yeah yep and uh chris yeah chris has always been a huge supporter of the show he's always out there doing everything that he can for the hobby with uh reviews and news articles and magazines and stuff like that and so uh, it always sucks to see this sort of thing happen but i'm i'm glad to see that he's you know jumping up and putting his own website together and uh it's not stopping yeah that's good absolutely all right i've also got some some decent update news here right. on the fun fly on oh, rchm3 what yeah yeah, yeah. You remember that? What is we this did it fun fly you the speak last of? two years in a row. We're gonna try to do it again a third year or something. Huh. Well, 
uh, I have been negotiating for I don't even know how long anymore. It seems like a million years. Uh, but it turns out that we are literally on the doorstep of signing the deal for this year's field and hopefully our field for the future, although, you know, that's still up in the air right now. And uh, so what I can give you is the 99% confident dates, and those are September 17th through the 20th of this year. And it's going to be out at a a farm field uh, about 40 miles south of Portland, Oregon, about 45 minutes to an hour south, uh, just north of Salem, actually, if you guys know that area between Salem and McMinnville. A really great location, uh, 3,000 feet of runway, both north and south facing. Dual flight lines, Dual baby. flight lines, that's right, okay? With a main road that goes right down the middle, so much room to park RVs and campers, you won't know what to do with yourself. Um, out in the middle of nowhere, so we can pretty much do whatever it is that we want to do. And it's only a 15 to 20 minute drive from Salem and McMinnville, both of which have uh, good food and hotels and all the other sorts of stuff that you might need. So um, it's not formally, formally formalized yet, if that's a word. It is but now. We are 99.9% there. Say that. I'm four still times confused real fast. if it's formalized or not. Formally. Formally formalized. Oh, yeah. Now four times real fast. Get it on your calendar, guys. Not going to do it. It's going to be big. <laughs> you just got ignored, Dan. I did. Totally got totally got dissed. <laughs> yeah. How'd that make you feel? Yeah, I'll get him back. I'm pitching the fun fly right now, Dan. He's in fun fly mode. Back he off can't. a second. I'll probably be there. <laughs> I'm thinking I'll probably go to this one. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to go. And, and once we get, we have some more bags of tricks up our sleeve. Some people that I believe are going to go, but we, we again, we're going to confirm. Uh, we are headed in a upward trending rate of awesomeness. How about that? That's kind of like my formally I, formal formalized. I, yeah. I like that makes me feel better, though. That, that gives me a, a sense of joy. Yes. Then the formally, formally, formalized. And, and if if some of these things work out, it could completely change the way that the Northwest is possibly looked at. How about that? I'm going, we're going big. We're going to try. We'll see how it works. Formalization. So any other surprises before I ring us out of here with some contact information? I don't oh, think so. I got- all righty, Nick, if I wanted to send you an email, how would I do that? You would send that to nick at rchelynation.com. Justin? You would send me an email to justin at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook. If you wanted to send Jesse an email, you could do that at jesse at rchelynation.com. Got a question? Citizen card? Store? Ken at rchelynation.com. Or events. Or events. That's right. Yep. Ken's doing events. Uh, if you want to send me an email, I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rclnation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums and on Facebook as well. 
Well, guys, I do believe that wraps us up. This is 170. Look at that. couple weeks off. Man, he's losing his touch. <laughs> this is episode 174. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next Monday. See you next week. Later, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Revelectrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.